Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. We need you, Father. We need you, Jesus, like never before. Like never before. Can you join hands with your neighbor? Let's go to our God. He's already said he's going to do some wonderful things in this place. He's going to send his spirit. It's going to destroy yokes. It's going to save somebody. His love is going to heal somebody today. His love is going to forgive somebody today. His love is going to apprehend somebody today in this place. His mercy is going to cover you. His peace is going to fill your heart. Hallelujah. Yes, it is. He's going to remind you of who you are. He's going to remind you. I thank God for scales being opened off, taken away from our eyes. In Jesus, we come to you. In Jesus' name, we declare these things, God, all over your people. God, you are God. You are in control. I'm just a little vessel that you call for this time and this, this season for right now, God, to speak to your people. I ask you, and I ask you to speak through me, God. Give me the words, God, to say. God, thank you. But most importantly for your spirit, God, that even now is going from heart to heart and breast to breast. God, and is breaking up every ground, every bit of dry ground. God, that's reviving and that's refreshing your people. God, we have need of you in this place on today, God. Speak like never before. And when you speak, God, eternalize. Let us not just get a tickle on our back, God. But let us want to do something with the word of God that has been given. Let us run, hallelujah, and do your work, God. We love you. We thank you. We trust you. We believe you. You are our God, and there's nobody else. You are our God, and you are our Lord, and you are our Savior. Savior, yes, you are. And you've given us your son, Jesus. And we thank you even now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I am honored to be here today. I give God all the glory. God, give God all the honor. I thank him for our wonderful pastor. He's such a good friend. And I thank him for how he shapes and encourages me and teaches me. Hallelujah. Thank you. I thank him for all that he has been in my life. And I honor him as the head of this house. And I think he's doing a great job. Great, great job. Can we give a hand for him and his leadership? I thank God for him. Well, he's been teaching. I'm like, gosh, he's been teaching us so much. Teaching us so much. I've been enjoying this, this kingdom, this cycles myself. I said, Lord, okay, what are we going to talk about this week? Because week one, those of you that haven't been here, I see some new familiar faces. Welcome to Fellowship Church. Week one, we were talking about negative cycles and how you know, our role in eliminating them. A lot of times we can say, God, you're going to do this and God, you're going to do that. But we have a role in eliminating those negative things and negative behaviors in our lives. So he talked about that last week. Was another awesome word. He were talking about how identifying the environment, how the environment helped create some of our cycles. You know, we've got to, he gave us, he, I may not have as many fancy words as pastor, but he told us the word of the week was recidivism. Everybody remember that recidivism? I was like, okay, pastor. So, you know, that's, he was talking about the, in, our, in our penal system, about how com, um, criminals, they can become repeat offenders, how you can go back doing the same thing over and over and over again. So we, we looked at the man at, um, who was at Bethesda um, last week, and we learned and talked about where are we resting, where are we laying, he told us about that. But he also challenged us to become a part of a new culture. We've been breathing, we've been living in the same environment. Sometimes you got to change your culture, and Pastor even taught us, that if you don't see a culture, guess what? Go on and create a new culture. Create a new one. I, that was my challenge this week. I was thinking, God, what don't I see? What, what 
do I want to be a part of? And what can I create? You, you are a creator, so you can give us all the creative abilities to do that. So now today, as we've eliminated cycles, as we've changed in our environment, we're going to um, be in new cultures and new cycles. Today, we're going to talk about kingdom cycles. Cycles for the kingdom of God. There are many principles, there are many things, but today I'm going to touch on a few kingdom cycles. Whether you know it or believe it or not, we're a part of a kingdom. We are a part of God's kingdom. And I think sometimes when we forget that revelation or when we understand it a little bit more, then we would live like we were in God's kingdom. We are a part of the kingdom and our king is Jesus. Our king is God. That's who reigns supreme over our kingdom. And I love being a part of our kingdom. Scripture tells us, John 18, the 33rd chapter through the 37, when we're looking at what Jesus said about the kingdom of God, this was before he was getting ready. Hallelujah. Thank you, God get crucified and in 33 it says Pilate then went back inside the palace he summoned Jesus and asked him are you the king of the Jews and Jesus oh Jesus you guys he has a great personality he says is that your own idea Jesus asked or did others talk to you about me am I a Jew Pilate replied he says your own people and chief priests handed you over to me what is it that you have done and Jesus said my kingdom is not hallelujah of this world if it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. As we all know, all of the things, the crucifixion, it had to go down that way. So Jesus is saying, if, if, if I could have, my servants would have prevented my arrest. But now my kingdom is from another place. And Pilate says, you are king then. And he says, you answer, you say that I'm king. But Jesus tells us he came. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify, to testify of the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Jesus said, my kingdom isn't from another place. We're working on here on earth, but we know that heaven, that we're also working to see Jesus and go to heaven to be with our father. Also, when we learn of what the kingdom is, then the scripture tells us what we're not going to find in the kingdom of God. And 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be, do not be deceived by all the stuff that you see, all the things you think that's okay, all the things you see that slide on them, what the world is. We are not of this world. Don't be deceived. It says neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. But I love, I love, I love Jesus. because, and, and that's some of us. That's where we were. That's where we may still be. But Jesus said we were washed. His blood has washed us. We were sanctified. We were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by his spirit. So just because we've had those things, those cycles, some of those things have been passed down to us, does not mean the word of God says we can be washed, sanctified, justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by his spirit. Anybody can be washed. Anybody can be washed. Because when we're washed, we now have that access to Jesus. And now when we get washed, when the scales come off our eyes, when we can see clearly, it's then we begin to pray and say, God, we want to seek you first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We're seeking the kingdom. Kingdom's not just going to come to you. You got to seek the kingdom. Seek what God loves. Hate what he hates. Seek his fruit, hallelujah, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to us as well. Therefore, it goes on to say, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has a trouble of his own, amen? Amen, hallelujah. The kingdom, the kingdom, what it is, what it's not, what we're going to do, seek the kingdom. So today, as we are establishing kingdom cycles, and we know that God is our king, and especially we've been fasting today. It's been such a glorious time. 21 days of fasting. The fast is going to end on today. But we cannot go back to the things that we were doing. As Christians, we have to continue on. We have to keep on in the same disciplines. Being disciples of Christ. Disciplines. 
Fasting is just not, we, of course, corporately we came together, but it's just not something that we should just do. Oh, just when the church, wait till when it's September again. We've got to do this all the time. If you were had the book, it talked about how we got to die. We're going to find places of prayer. We're going to find quiet times. We're going to look at all the things that habits and all the things that we've been doing. We've got to continually do that because guess what? The enemy is going to continue to remind us what we're not. He's going to continue to keep pulling on you say, that stuff ain't working. You've got to continue to run and do what God has called us to do. Because we want to be better followers of Christ. God, I tell you, there are so many people that are watching you. And I say, there's so many, some people are just kind of peeking at you. They're looking. They don't want you to know they're really looking at you, especially when you've declared the name of Jesus. So we want to be better, better followers, better examples of Christ. There's a song that we used to sing like at my old church, but said, some people, you're only the Bible that some people are going to see. We, we want them to come in this place. But pastors always talk, your, your platform, your job, your Walmarts, wherever it is that you're going, they're looking at the way that you are handling and carrying yourself. So we've got to be better examples of Christ. And, and, and all the more, I love when light shines on light. We want to be reflection of Christ for each other. When you tell me that, man, you know, Sister Tim, Lady Tim, I'm going through this and I'm watching, man, look at how she's pressing on. Look at how she's declaring the word. Then we encourage one another just through that hugs and courage. But when I can tell a brother or sister, man, you look good. You're doing good. I know this is a tough situation for you, but God, you're going to come out of it. We've got to be reflections of each other. If we do not start and understand the kingdom, do not understand the principles and the things that we've got, then our light begins to get dim. We're not doing the things that we need to do, not only for ourselves, our family, but not only for the community. So that's what we got to do. And in order, hallelujah, Jesus. In order to understand about the kingdom, who are we going to consult? We got to consult the king. We got to go to the master. We've got to go and learn about his kingdom. So today, we rest and we sit at God's feet. When, I, when God was giving me the words to say, I had to imagine I could see just an animal kingdom. Some of you might have seen Lion King and other various um, Discovery Planet and animal channels. But I could just see us sitting at the father sitting up high and just as the lions and the other animals kind of bow their hind legs at Jesus' feet. We sit down, God. We sit at your feet, Father, to learn about your kingdom, to learn about your ways. We breathe in the word of God. We let our ears be open and clear to what God is saying, and our spirits are open to receive what God is saying. Can you say in this place, speak Holy Spirit. Speak Holy Spirit, God. And God, the way that we learn about you is your word. I love, this is one of my favorite scriptures, but it says, for the word of God is alive and active. It is active in this place. It is alive in this place. Sharper than any double-edged sword. God, I thank you for penetrating even into the dividing soul and spirit. That's what the word has been doing week after week when you come to learn. When Pastor Tony, whatever minister is coming, the word of God gets alive in you. Dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts right now. Right now it's judging your thoughts. The attitudes of your heart. Nothing in all creations is hidden from God. Nothing. Nothing in all creations is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him. To whom we must give an account to. We've given account to the master. We're letting the word, we're learning about the kingdom. We're going to the master. We bow down at his feet. Thank you for your word, oh God. Let it become alive right now in Jesus' name. Penetrate God. I thank you and I believe you're doing it even now. Hallelujah, God. So as we talk about the kingdom, we learn about his word. We're going to the master. He's going to teach us. So then Psalm 25 one through five says, in you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. I put my trust, God. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, oh God. No, let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you shall ever be put to shame. But shame will come to those who are treacherous. Listen to the word. Shame will come to those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, oh God. Let's say that. Show me your ways, oh God. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me. That's what the word of God says. Show me your ways. 
Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my Savior. And my hope is in you all day long. So we first, God, we have to establish in the kingdom cycle our prayer and our posture is first to trust in Jesus. The scripture just said, in you, Lord, I put my trust. In you, Lord, I put my trust. Check and look. Where are you putting your trust at? Where, 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 what are you, who are you talking to? Trusting in the master, knowing that he will show us his ways. Realizing, guess what? His ways are not like our ways. I've tried to do things my way. And I've realized over the years that God's ways are better. God's plans are better. If he's the creator, if he formed me before I was in my mother's womb, I've got to take a step back and trust in the Lord God Almighty. Amen. God wants us to know that no one who hopes in him shall ever be put to shame. And your enemies will not win. Shame. I looked it up. Shame. We know that feeling. It's, it's a feeling of humiliation. Feeling this conviction of wrong or sometimes foolish behavior. And then sometimes it's not even, well, it could seem foolish. I'm often reminded, it is so, it is well with my soul. But I often remind me, I think one of my greatest challenges or just faith trials was when my dad had passed. And, um, I mean, I've, I've told this story, but I put every prayer cloth, oil, you know, you're going in the, the nurse's room anointing this. I had even written a, it was kind of like a prayer rag like this. said, do not remove, because I believe with the transforming of the anointing through a prayer cloth, that's in the word. And I put that over above his head, do not remove. This is for Stephen Ricardo Cooper. And, um, and so, you know, those of you that know the story, my dad passed about two years ago, one on the glory, and, and it is so well with my soul. But I still have it, and I actually I put it on my bed. And and as when he first had passed, I was like, man, here I am doing all this writing words and putting all this stuff, and and he's gone on. But God just he in my spirit, he checked. You don't ever you you the scripture. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be ashamed of standing on the word of God just because it didn't come out the way. God's ways are better than your ways. God sees way down the road. God knows what He is doing. God's plans are not like our plans. Do not ever look when you're stepping out on faith, stepping out to do something that you look ridiculous or whatever. Don't matter what anybody says. God is with you. God is for you and God against you. So I have, I have that little scripture and I say, yep, sure is. If I had to do it, I'd do it the same way again. May get some scripture things at his feet, above his head, on his arms. I would add more to it before I take it away. God's principles, God's word, God's cycles. He does not lie. He does not lie. When we hope in him, we trust in him, we believe in him. Thank you, Father, for your word. So as we're talking about replacing the negative cycles, we talked about creating the new cultures. We've got to replace those things with something. Even when somebody is delivered, we've seen that delivered, set free. You, you may hear that, technology, that terminology. We've got to replace it with something else. When you're coming to the altar and you're laying all out and pastors falling out, whatever's going on with you, you've got to replace it with something. If you go void, then the enemy's going to come on right back on in. You've got to replace it with something. So that's why it's important to replace it with kingdom principles, kingdom cycles. And that's what we're talking about today. By and large, people of God, we are creatures of habit. We're creatures of habit. Some are good. Some I was like, most of the times we think of bad things. But I, I said, you know, when, I'm, when I was, had birth and had my children, I had to teach them some habits. We had to teach them how to use the bathroom, teach them how to eat, teach them how to do this. So there's some things, some habits that we've created that are definitely good. But most, by and large, a lot of things that we aren't doing are not good. A lot of studies will say that it takes, you know, psychologists will say about 21 days to create a new cycle. So it's just something that's not going to happen or create a new habit overnight. And also when I was reading, this is like a little free tidbit, but it says a lot of times you would think not, but on vacation is sometimes it's the best time to establish a new habit because you're not in, you're not used to the same routines, the same rituals, the same things you do all the time when you're at home. When you're on vacation, you're just kind of relaxing. You know, you may wait till you know, 10 o'clock to get up and get yourself ready or whatever. It's the best time for you to establish a new pattern. So next time you go on a vacation, I hope you're vacationing because it's so important for your body and your mind, your soul. Even if it's just a, as they call now a staycation, you don't have to go a lot of places. Just stay at home and just breathe in. But it's good to establish new cycles um, and new habits. Even something like another telling myself is my family. 
this was a cycle. My family grew up saying, you got to have something sweet after you eat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, guess who thinks they have to have something sweet after they eat now? My kids. Not Lauren so much. She's like slushies. But I'm thinking, Lord, you know, I mean, you think you don't realize that you're doing it, but these are habits. These are things. Oh, I got to get a brownie. Got to get something to eat. And by long, here my children are doing it. So we always got to look at the things. So I've got to tell them, no. We've got to replace this. You know, now they're saying yogurt and some fruit. Those are sweet, but they're good for you. So even in our eating these habits, didn't even realize that mama, you know, good cake, good pie. And now I'm passing it on down to the kids. I mean, so, so I say, God, you know, forgive us because these temples, we want to take care of our temples. We want God to be able to do with, with us. We don't want to just put it all on God. PT always tells us about that. So we thank God for trusting him. We thank him for the cycles. We were looking at our habits. We're looking at all the things, learning from our master. And so two things this morning. I'm going to be really quick um, before you. But as we are trusting, we ask God to show us our ways. Show us our ways. The first thing that I wanted to look at was God in prayer. We are just coming out. And I said, God, we got to stay on this. We're coming out of these 21 days of fasting, 21 days of prayer. Some people are getting up at 6 o'clock, whatever time of day that you chose. We cannot lose our excitement, our zeal, our intentionality towards prayer. Mark 11, 22nd through the 24th chapter says, have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. That was the NIV. I love when the, um, the, the King James says, be thou removed and cast into the sea and not doubt in your heart. But whoever believes on these things shall say have come to the past. He shall say, Whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Ye shall have them. You may have seen your little cycles, talking about the negative ones, that you've just been a worrier. Your family was a worrier. Your mama was a worrier. Your daddy was a worrier. Just anxious about life. Some of you, even in here, you just don't believe about talking to God. I'm not, how am I going to talk to this thing that's, you know, I don't see, that I can't feel, that I can't touch. So you're skeptical about that. You didn't believe God heard you. You may have tried the praying, and you didn't believe God heard you. You thought that you had to say all these eloquent words. Oh, how about da 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 da? You don't have to say all that. But now you're finding all these things, and now you got to say, God, I'm not praying. I'm worrying because I'm afraid. I'm scared. And so instead of going to God, you're just talking to your girlfriends, and you, God will put good people in your life. But sometimes they are not, a lot of times, not going to give you the sound advice that you need from God. So you've got to, you've got to establish the prayer life. You've got to do it. You've got to. Jesus said in the, that's the way the kingdom of God operates is through prayer. Prayer is, means we have a relationship with God. And if you're going to learn about the kingdom, you've got to know how the kingdom of God operates. When we're going to say, get away, mountain, mountain be removed, you've got to tell the mountain. Can't go off of what somebody else is saying. You can't say, Sister Clara, can you move, tell my mountains to be removed? You've got to speak. You've got to tell your mountains be removed. Cancer be removed. Doubt be removed. Fear be removed. Bad marriages be removed. Wayward children be removed. That's what you've got to say. And then it says that whosoever, we all are whosoever's, not just pastor whoever, not just lady Tiffany whoever, not just bishop whoever, whosoever, whosoever is what the scripture says, whosoever can say to that mountain, be thou removed, then that's the word of God. Speak the word, people of God. God is teaching me all the more to speak it. A lot of times I can have something in my head and in my heart. But I love when I can say it out loud and declare it. Remember how I just weren't read, the word is alive and it's quick. Oh, that just does something to me. The word of God is alive and it's quick. I can say that in my heart and I can say that in my mind. But when I declare the works of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the power comes, the anointing of God comes, the strength comes, and then I can walk and stand in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Speak the word. Speak it over your family. Speak it over your situation. Speak it over your life. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. What are you saying? 
I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. Uh-uh. You know what I said this week? I said about the shootings and God bless America and everything. But at Walkertown Elementary, ain't nobody coming up in there shooting up no kids because I am there and I represent the kingdom of God. So you better walk in your authority. I don't care what's going on. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. I speak the word of God. Speak it. Don't allow that mess to come to your way. Never. Never God. Hallelujah. We've got to know the kingdom. We've got to speak the word of God. I am whole. I am healed. I am fruitful. I am blessed and highly favored of God. What are you saying? Say something. Don't say just don't know. Don't just say something. Say what the word of God is saying about it. Pastor taught us so eloquently a couple of weeks. I pray the word of God. Even in our fasting, it said pray the word of God. It's not scripture, but prayer is the key. And we've all heard it. What's going to unlock the door? Our faith. Our faith. Our faith. Your belief. What you believe. I just said it. I believe. Nobody's coming in Walkertown Elementary School. What do you believe? Do you believe in your God? Do you trust in your God? Do you believe he's mighty? Do you believe he's powerful? Do you believe he is concerned about everything that concerns you? Or do you think he's just a God that just happened to create you and just going to allow, you know, let you have, have a good life? What do you believe? What's in your heart? What's in your heart? What do you believe about God in your life? Hallelujah, Jesus. We've got to change our language because God is powerful. He is the only true and living God. Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Hallelujah. We stand upon the word of God. We pray his word in the name of Jesus. And God even has something for us God, that we, we don't even believe. He has something for us. If you've gotten in a new situation and you don't realize the word of God that says, Lord, I believe. I, I kind of believe you, God, because I know I've come to church and Bible studies and I know that you can do it. But Lord, help my unbelief. Yo, it's okay to say that, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. About six or seven words. So right there, it tells us we don't have to go, Abba, great I am physician of the... We don't have to say all these words. A lot of times I'll say, Lord, help me. Lord, I need you. God, send your power. God, show up right now. Holy Spirit, come. Helper, come. Those are the things that you can say to God. Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief. I believe I can get delivered from this relationship. But help my belief, unbelief, God. Show me better than you can tell me. I believe, God, that you can deliver me off this drugs. But help my unbelief, God. I don't want others just praying for me, God. I want to be in agreement with my own life. For my own destiny, God. I want to see the plans you have for me. I want to see the crooked path, God, made straight. Help my unbelief, oh God. Hallelujah. And he'll come. I'm telling you, he will come to your rescue. Right when you need him, hallelujah. Right when you think you're going to take that joint and when you're going to do whatever, God will show up. He will provide a way of escape for you. Call on him. And he'll be right there. That's the kind of God I serve. That's the kind of kingdom I'm a part of. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. We thank you for your prayer. We thank you, God, that we're going to speak. We are going to declare. We're going to speak to our mountains. We're going to wait. We're going to wait on the word of God. And we're going to receive them in the name of Jesus. And then we're going to have them. We're going to have what the word of God says. Realizing that he's a sovereign God and knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. Anybody going to wait on the Father and use your access of prayer? And speak some things in the atmosphere and declare it over your life. Amen. I'm going to hold you to it. Amen. Hallelujah. So we cannot work in the kingdom without praying. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for that access and being able just to talk to you just the way that you would see fit. God, we thank you that you know all about our hearts and our minds and temples and the things that you have given us. Amen. So that's a part of our kingdom. After this fast, we're going to continue to pray, continue to find our quiet places, continue to seek the Father, continue to ask him to show us our ways. Another kingdom principle 
and a lot of times we think about it with money, but it applies to so many things, is a kingdom cycle of seed, time, and harvest. And when I think of that principle for just this ministry, I just get so excited because I believe, Fellowship Church, that we are on, got on the verge, the tip of a harvest of God. People have prayed. People have fasted. People all over have prayed. I, I just believe in my heart that we're just special. I believe that God has chosen us for such a time as this. I mean, many are called, but few are chosen. I just believe that we are a part of the chosen ones of God, that before the foundation, God put his thumbprint on fellowship church. So we are right at the cusp of some great things in God. Genesis 8, 22nd chapter says, for as long as the earth lasts, as long as the earth remains, planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never stop. It's a cycle. The seasons of life. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Things are cold. Things are hot. Summer, winter. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for your cycles. Thank you, God. And you sent your son Jesus for us. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only one son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why am I talking about John 3, 16? We've heard it over and over again, but we talk about sowing God sold his son Jesus. He sold and gave us Jesus so that we could get back to him. He knew that we would mess up. He knew about Adam and Eve, but he chose his one and only son. One and only son. All that Jesus died and was crucified, all that he had to endure. God sold. God sold him back to us. So if Jesus, if God can sow, he gave us life, then we can be sowers just as well. We can be sowers just as well. You may have realized along the fast and still, I'm, I've got to bring back up whatever the negative cycles thing, whatever the things that God showed you, this is how we were going to replace it with kingdom cycles. You may have realized um, in some of the negative cycles that you might have been really stingy in the area of money. But it may have been because of your, the way that your family was, you know, being in poverty or just having lack of nothing. You just wanted to hold on to things. And so you may not have sold financially or may not have given to people as much as you would have liked to. I remember this scripture. I'm not my oldest child. But this scripture blessed me a couple of years ago so much because I used to be one of those people that I would have something and I'd be like, nah, I don't have it. I don't got it. No. Uh, let me check tomorrow. Let me check my pocket. I know I, know I got it. <laughs> I know I got it. But I'm like, I might not get it again. I'm like, you know, I got to hold on to this. But I tell you, Proverbs 3.28, it convicted my little spirit so much. And let me tell you what it says because it's going to help some of y'all too. It says, do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you. When you already have it with you. Hey, do not tell your neighbor, go on and come back tomorrow. If you got the bread, if you got the money, if you got what, give it to them. Give it to them in Jesus' name. Now, Give it in the right spirit. Like, I knew that I had it. And the reason why I didn't give it, because I was thinking, you know, just, you know, I'm not going to get it again. There's some times where you will have to use wisdom. People that have given stuff, given stuff. But by, most of the time, if you have something, give it to somebody. God will, is going to reward you. God is going to give you what you need back. If he has to send it through whatever God knows and is concerned about everything, give to others just because you can sow that. And if it's not financially, y'all, some of the greatest things, I've told this story years ago, but I used to, um, I, I'm a foodie, I love to eat good things. When I used to work with the city, there was a, a gentleman there and his wife made some great banana nut bread. And uh, where's the zucchini or something? And I had it in my head and I'm like, Lord, I sure wish I could have some zucchini nut bread. And you know, I didn't say it, you know, just, just thinking. Do you know like the next day he showed up with the zucchini bread? I said, Lord, did you, are you concerned about everything that concerns me? Did you hear my prayer? That wasn't money. That was some bread that his wife had made. You can would find out the things that people love. Serve them. They love to know that you're thinking about them. Do you know the one of the greatest things that people in this world are lacking love? They don't think nobody sees them. They don't think anybody hears them. Nobody cares. Especially when that stuff is supposed to start at home. And y'all know all the things that are happening in families and with children. 
Your family is supposed to be your first example of God and authority and your mom and dad. And if you can't get the love from there, you got mothers selling their, their children into prostitution and all that foolishness. Go into the store and steal from me. It should not be. But all for the simple thing of love. Somebody wants to know that you see them, that they care, that they're right there with them. Sow it. Sow love today. Sow a gift, whether it's financially or just making something or giving of your time. You can sow it. We can sow it. Also, as we're sowing our, our, and giving, we can sow by serving. I don't care, you know, how high or low or whatever. My prayer is that I always have a servant's heart. I always, I can always pick up a piece of paper. I can always, you know, help clean up or wash or, or do whatever. I, I don't ever want to get so high that I can't sow and serve. And Jesus was a servant. And if we can't serve, then again, we've got to learn a little bit more about the kingdom. We've got to learn about what it is that God loved. God, let us stay humble at your feet wherever we go, wherever we walk, wherever you take us. Let us stay humbly at your feet, God. And when we're serving, we can also sow by submitting. Submitting our will and saying, Lord, let, let it be done. Let that will be done in my life. Submitting our gifts and talents to serve others. God, show me one of your cycles, one of your negative things could have been pride. You don't want to submit to nothing because you think you may have to be perfect or you just don't, you just want to allow yourself just to, to give in like that. But I'm going to tell you people of God, pride goes before fall. Your pride is going to get you in some places that you don't want to be. Your pride will get you outside of the kingdom and the things that you have, have access to. Let go of your pride. Let go of your pride. And as God is expanding you, he's going to put you in circles where, guess what, where you may have been, you know, the greatest cook or you may have been the best speaker or the greatest star in your show. He's going to put you in places where there's some others that can do things a little bit better than you or have been had a little bit more exposure. So don't feel bad about that. Don't look like, I was the star and now they're telling me this and that. Learn from somebody. Get submitted. Learn. Let them teach you something. You don't know everything. I'm constantly learning from God. Constantly asking him to make me better. Constantly asking him to wash my heart. Constantly asking him, God, change my mind. What I thought I knew, God, let me know. Let me know a little bit different. Because I'm seeking him. He was there yesterday. He might be over there tomorrow. I got to be what God is. Let the pride go. Let God teach you something. Let somebody else teach you something. Gotta be students and learners of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for teaching us. Let us always stay humbly at your feet. God, let your word find us where we are. God, we will not be prideful. Hallelujah, God. We will take rebuke. We will take chastisement because you are our Father. You are our Master and you are our King. Yes, you are, God. Humbly submitted, we stay before you. And then we sow by obeying. Then we sow by obeying. Some of us in the cycles, you might have found out you were rebellious. Rebellious. Didn't want anybody to tell you nothing. Wanted to do what you wanted to do. I don't hear, I hear you, but I don't really hear you. Rebellious. But like I said before, it could have been because of seed you had bad authority in your life. Pastor said it before, when your mother and your father have not been necessarily what they needed to be, it's going to affect who you take authority over. My mama used to tell me, and I, I tell my kids all the time, she said, if you slap me, you're going to slap anybody. If you curse me, you're going to curse anybody. And I used to think like, what in the world are you talking about? But the authority and the irreverence that I had for my parents, that's where I learned it. And if I can talk to them and do anything, any kind of way, children in here as well, you will do it to anybody else. God has given you your mothers and fathers for a reason. A reason, hallelujah. Do not be rebellious. I bind up that spirit in our children and adults right now in the name of Jesus. We will not be rebellious because if we can't listen to nobody else, we surely ain't going to be able to listen to God. Because God will speak through a brother and sister sometimes. You may not always hear an audible voice. 
God will speak through somebody else. We've got to obey his word. Children in here, obey your parents and everything. That's the word of God for it pleases the Lord. Pray for them. Parents aren't perfect. They trying to figure this thing out. Just the same thing. They've never been parents before. All children are different. So pray for your parents. But you better obey them. Because it pleases the Lord. And that is scripture. Parents and children as well. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If God didn't say do it, then you don't do it. If God didn't say go, then you don't do it. The good works that you think you're doing in the name of the Lord, if God didn't say do it, then you don't do it. Obedience, obey the Lord. Obey him and his instruction and his ways. Hallelujah. Let us have an ear to hear and a heart to want to serve and obey the master. Even if it looks uncomfortable, even if it feels, feels different than what we've felt before. Even if God is calling you to other areas that you've never been. That's how life is going to be, people of God. I've had to learn that out too. You're not going to just stay in the same place. Well, you could. But if you've been singing around here, God, help me, and God, have your way, and God, show me your ways, and fill me up, God. He's going to fill you up. Not just for you, but for you to be able to take it to somebody else. You're going to go from glory to glory. You're going to walk out and go into the things of God. But if you're in the kingdom of God, know that he is with you. He is walking with you. If you're praying to him, if you're submitting your ways, God will not fail. He will not leave you helpless. He will be there right when you need him. Trust his ways. Trust his plans. And then trust his timing. We started off saying, God, seed time and harvest. We're replacing some of those ne negative cycles where we were, had, had things closed up. Now God is showing us we've got to sow. You've got to give. You've got to open up this hand. You can't keep it closed. You know all the analogies. If you keep it closed, nothing can get in and nothing can get out. And God has so many wonderful things that he wants to show you and teach you. So we've got to be servants. We've got to stay submitted. We've got to obey. And then we rest in the timing of God. God can do something just like that. Suddenly. We used to sing a song. Suddenly. Suddenly. Suddenly blessings. Just like that. Things you've been waiting for for years. When the alignment comes, then the time happens. When you align yourself up. When you sought the Lord. When you submitted yourself. When you said, God, I've got clean hands and my heart is pure. The time will come. Right on time. I don't care if it's a day or if it's a year or two. I trust the time of God. I don't want anything half-baked. I don't see all that he sees. Remember when we were talking about that. He sees and knows all. It was the time for my daddy to leave here. It was the time for things to happen in your life. It was time for the doors to be closed. It was time for the door to be opened. Trust the time of God. Don't run ahead of him. Don't even stay behind him. Stay right with him. Stay right with him. And how you're going to do that? You know you can do it. It's not that hard. The way of a transgressor is hard. When you're trying to tiptoe on the back and this side, when you're trying to serve two masters, you can't do it. You gotta serve you, the Lord, with your whole heart. Mind, soul, and strength. Everything you got. Love the Lord. Everything you got. Love you, the Lord. It's not that hard. But when you're going to do it your own way, it's going to be hard. Trust his plans and trust his ways. And he will lead you and guide you and teach you to all truth. Remember we started off, he said he's on the side of truth. His kingdom come for truth. And we want to hear truth on today. 
We want to hear the truth of God in this place. He'll make a way of escape for you. When you're praying, when you submit it, when you get in those tight crunches, you say, God, I don't want to do this anymore. He'll make a way of escape. Somebody will call you. Somebody will drive by. Some will just drop on the floor. Your mind will go to something else. God is not a father. This is going to leave you out there. He's covering you. He's shielding you. And he will protect you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and honor my father for being great in this place. God, you're worthy of all of our praise. You're worthy of adoration, oh God. Hallelujah, God. We seek your face. Hallelujah. Mighty are you, God. Worthy are you, God. Hallelujah. If everybody can stand, go on and stand. As I close on up, God. And then we wait for you, oh God. Because we know a harvest is coming in our lives. We know a harvest is coming in our lives. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know what this harvest is going to come. It could be financially. Those children can come in. It could be in your body. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I know he is. Because he's faithful. And he's just. And he's righteous. And he told me if I spoke it. And he told me if I believed it. And he told me if I trusted him. That I could have it. That I could have it. That it could be mine. That I can walk in healing. That I can walk in deliverance. That I can walk in power. You can have it, people of God. We're going to pray. We're going to sow. We're going to sow. We're going to pray. We're going to sow. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to sow. We're going to wait. We're going to rest. We're going to pray. We're going to rest. We're going to sow. We're going to believe. We're going to trust and not doubt. We're going to pray again. We're going to pray again. We're going to keep going before the Father. We shall not doubt him. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. He is not slack concerning his promises. What he told you, what he told you, even if he ain't told you nothing, the word will speak and tell you that you are blessed, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are the head and not the tail, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. That's what he says. So as our hands are lifted, God, we ask you to show us your ways. We ask you to teach us we ask you to mold us we still ask you God to make these cycles make prayer God more a part of our life anything in us God that would not allow us to want to pray I know it may be somebody here that's not even saved God didn't even think they could have access to you they felt like you're so far away but I thank you, you'll come close to him now. Let him feel you. Let that heart begin beating, God. Let him know, God, that you're real. God, teach us. We sat before you, oh God. We bowed before the master. We bowed before the king. Show us your ways, oh God. Teach us your ways, your path, your truth. He may show you another cycle. He may show you something else you need to lay a gown. There are many more. But we won't do anything without praying. We won't do anything without opening up our mouth. Can't do anything without sowing, giving of yourself, giving of your time. It ain't all about you. We gotta do things for other people. God loves his children. 
God, show us your way in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, have your way in this place, God. Send your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Can you begin opening up your mouth and just praying to your Father? Can you ask him, God, just make me better. God, even if you got to go from a part of, God, I've, I've been fasting, God, but I still need more. I still need to learn more of you, oh God. Help me, God. Give me a teachable spirit. Don't let me be prideful, oh God. Don't let me think that I got everything going on, God. Help me say a servant. Help me say submitted at your feet. Teach me to obey, oh God. Holy Spirit, come, yes. Holy Spirit, come, yes. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We are yours, Lord. We are yours today, oh God. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Your word is alive in this place. Your word is getting to the very asunder of somebody's soul, God. Thank you, oh God, for finding us right where we are. It's quick, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you for your word, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. We ask you, God, break us, mold us, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, of Christ, have your way in this place. You be God. You be lifted. You be glorified. We say submitted at your feet. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. For tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.